Good morning. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Thanks for joining us today on our Midwife Monday. Um, we're going to talk today about milk supply. This, this question comes up quite a bit. Um, it's often on our private Facebook pages and we get lots of phone calls at the office and we deal with it. As you know, many of you know, I'm a, I'm a lactation consultant. I am an IBCLC which means I'm an internationally board certified lactation consultant. So part of the care that we do here at the Santa Clarita Birth Center is not only are we your midwives and we take you through your pregnancy and your labor and your delivery and your postpartum, but all of your lactation consultations are also addressed in that six week or more time after your baby's born. And so one of the very recurring themes are, you know, how do I know I have enough milk? How do I maintain my supply? Um, and then we have moms that are going back to work and how do we maintain supplies once we return to work. And part of my background is I used to run the program for the city of Los Angeles. I was the lactation consultant for the city for about 11 years. And I actually ran the first corporate lactation program in the state. And it was the pilot program actually for the country, which has then subsequently led to our federal law called the Lactation Accommodation Law. So when I was a consultant for the city, I dealt a lot with women returning to work at the six week postpartum mark, which is super duper early. But many, many of our families, they do need to return to work at that point. And so a big issue is how do we maintain supply? So there are a lot of issues that come with milk supply. So we have moms that are returning to work. We have women that have had breast surgery, either augmentation or reduction. We have women that have possibly had um, mastectomies. We have women that just have uh, not enough glandular tissue, which is a very rare occurrence, but that's called hypoplasia, where they just never grew the glandular tissue to make breast milk. Um, so there are lots of, lots of issues. Babies are in the NICU, moms and babies have been separated, stress and things like that. So um, to break this down a little bit, so first of all, knowing that um, it's very uncommon to not have enough glandular tissue. I've probably only seen it twice, maybe three times in my career as a lactation consultant. And I've been in the field for a really, really, really super duper long time. Um, I'm aging myself, but super long time, so I was with the city for 11 years and I have been out of the city for probably um, almost 10 years. Um, so the size of your breasts don't really matter. So some of us are have smaller breasts than others. That doesn't mean we don't have the glandular tissue. Um, so glandular tissue is an issue and there's an herb that we can give that can help with some of that glandular tissue, but it will not completely replace the glandular tissue. And that's called goat's rue. That's one of the components of these herbs that are called galactagogues. That's the name of the things you take to help increase your milk supply. It's such an awesome word to say, galactagog. It's like galactic, it's like super duper galactic. Um, but it is one of the things that we can do. Some of these products are called galactagogues. There are pharmaceutical galactagogues and then there are herbal galactagogues. So the pharmaceutical ones are things like domperidone, which is also super fun to say because it kind of sounds like the champagne. Um, very difficult to get in the United States. Um, sometimes you can get it from a compounding pharmacy. Other times you have to order it from out of the country. Tricky to get, but very, very effective as a pharmaceutical for increasing milk supply. And we don't go to that pharmaceutical unless we've exhausted all of the other things first. 
and then we may say, let's go to this pharmaceutical. Reglan is also another pharmaceutical. A little bit controversial. Reglan is used for other things. Both Reglan and Domperidone are what's called off, <clears throat> excuse me, off-label use. They are not, they were not created to increase milk supply. They increase milk supply as a byproduct. It was accidentally found. So that's called off-label use. So Reglan, we also know that Reglan is used for nausea, <clears throat> but Reglan also has can have some really significant side effects. So we really try not to use Reglan in the postpartum period because it can increase those feelings of depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. And the last thing a postpartum mom needs if she's already struggling with supply is a pharmaceutical that's gonna put her further over the deep end, right? So we're really reluctant to talk about that particular medication, but sometimes it works really, really well and if the mom is stable enough and she can handle the Reglan, they don't, you don't always have that side effect, but it is something to be aware of. So those are the pharmaceuticals. And we, we again, we, we get to those pharmaceuticals sort of last after we've gone through all the natural things. So one thing to do, the first thing you wanna do when you have your baby is as much skin to skin contact as possible. That's why when you birth here with us out of hospital, that baby is born, it goes skin to skin. We don't separate the mom and baby for the first two hours. We initiate breastfeeding certainly within that first hour. And we know that the more we breastfeed, the more milk we will make. Even though you don't make milk as soon as the baby's born, you have colostrum, but it's all about the stimulation. So if we have a baby that's getting a slow start, we may have a delayed onset of milk and it may take weeks or days to get that supply to be where it needs to be, right? But we're not having a uh, pathological problem. We're just having a supply issue because there's just not been enough stimulation. So the first thing you wanna do is skin to skin with your baby breastfeed um, as soon as possible after the delivery. And most of our local hospitals, most hospitals, I believe nationwide, I'm not really sure, but certainly in California, they do what's called the golden hour. And they really are wanting you to be successful in your breastfeeding experience. So most hospitals that I'm familiar with, and certainly the hospitals that we collaborate with, are all supportive of breastfeeding right away and um, they do that golden hour thing. So that's really great. So if you're having a hospital delivery, most of the time you're supported, certainly within the time of delivery. Sometimes in the postpartum, there's shift change, so different nurses have different levels of experience with breastfeeding, um, so that's a separate issue. But within the first hour, most of the hospitals we know of really wanna help you instigate breastfeeding. So skin to skin, Put that baby to the breast all the time, every two hours during the day, every three hours at night. And when the baby's at the breast, you want to be paying attention to the type of sucking the baby is doing. There's nutritive sucking, which is this big pull, 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 and you can see the baby's jaw go like that, right? And you can see it move all the way to the ear, and it sort of has this slow, it pull, 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 swallow, rest, fall asleep. Then there's this um, other type of sucking that's not nutritive, but it's sort of pacifying. And it's this rapid, this really rapid movement of the jaw, right? Real quick, not super deep. That's not nutritive. So that doesn't stimulate the, um, it's called the fourth intercostal nerve, which is a nerve that you have that underlies the uh, areola. 
and we want that to be really stimulated. We want the milk to be emptied from the breast, which tells the brain to make more milk, right? So milk is definitely supply and demand. The more there's the baby at the breast, the more the body makes milk. The weaker the baby is at the breast, the less milk the body makes. So the type of sucking is very important. So you want to nurse the baby every two hours during the day, every three hours at night, and you want a good solid 10 to 15 minutes of nutritive sucking. Knowing that within that first week, if you're a first time mom, within that first week, it might take you an hour to get 10 to 15 minutes of nutritive sucking. They don't just get on and suck, 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 and then be done. Um, most of the time, there's a very big learning curve. So you have to be very, very patient, and hopefully you are working with a lactation consultant to make sure that breastfeeding is going well. We want to avoid things like nipple shields and bottles for sure in those first few days because we need lots of stimulation to the breast. If the baby needs to be fed, and of course sometimes we need to feed this baby other than feeding at the breast, we want to supplement the baby with either donor milk or formula, whatever you're comfortable doing, but you want to do the supplementing at the breast with something called an SNS, a supplemental nursing system or a lactate, or we rig them on our own here with um, like a 10cc syringe and I use a butterfly needle and I cut it and I rig it and I can help mom get the baby to the breast, use this tube at the breast and supplement the baby with the syringe so the mom is still getting the stimulation at the breast but we're still getting extra food into the baby but we're not compromising the demand. And hopefully that makes sense. It's a little bit complicated, but hopefully you're following. So lots of feeding at the breast, waking this baby up, making sure you're getting nutritive sucking in that's really adequate. Um, then if we're still having a supply problem, and remember, we expect babies to lose 10% of their birth weight within the first few days of life. That is normal. If you've been induced with Pitocin, we know that that delays the onset of your milk. So you can have a late onset of your milk. That is normal. We might need to do some extra supplementing while that milk is coming in, but again, all that supplementing should be done at the breast. Um, lots of IV fluids. If you've been induced in labor, you've had a long induction, you've had multiple bags of IV fluids, we know the studies show that those babies tend to lose more than 10% of their birth weight. So not to be alarmed, as long as the baby is going to the breast and is nutritively sucking, and somebody's keeping an eye on that trend and we're looking at the baby's output. But sometimes they do lose more than 10%, and that does not mean that there's a problem necessarily, but you do wanna be followed by a lactation consultant in that situation. So um, there are some things that can compromise the onset initially. Certainly surgical deliveries can be complicated because there's not a lot of skin to skin initially in some hospitals. Um, so those are some factors that you need to consider. So assuming we have a healthy full-term baby, um, because late pretermers, you know, we have a 36-weeker, a 37-weeker even, like a late preterm, early full-term, some of those babies, they just don't have what's called buccal fat. It's the fat in the cheeks that helps them pull when they're going to the breast. They just don't have the strength in their jaw that can um, really nutritively suck. So we're paying attention to that as well. So that can be a factor to decrease the supply initially is because this baby just needs to get more body fat behind it in order to um, transfer the milk well. And um, it is something that will happen. They will grow into that, but you need to be followed. Right now we're following someone, one of our clients that had a baby with us,
The baby's just about five weeks, and we're seeing them like every two to three days. And we've started with um, supplementing at the breast, with a syringe, and started with donor milk, and now we're down to just all mom's milk. She's been pumping, and we're almost completely out of any kind of supplementing, and we're gonna be completely out of the woods, I expect actually by the end of today, which is when I'm seeing her. Um, so you have to be patient and be working really closely with somebody. So assuming we have a full-term baby, this baby's nursing great, and you're just really struggling with your supply. You've been feeding the baby every two to three hours during the day. You wanna start then pumping after as many feedings as possible. The more stimulation, the more milk you're going to make. So another way to increase your milk is just to get a really good, high-quality, hospital-grade pump. And you can rent those from a variety of lactation consultants. We don't rent them here. We refer out to some wonderful lactation consultants here in the metro LA area. Our local hospitals also will rent them. Um, we like to support our smaller lactation consultants because we know that they're home-based businesses, and so we like to refer to our, our private practice IBCLCs when it comes to renting. But we could give you lots of those resources if you need them in the comments below. But um, a hospital-grade pump is really effective. Medela is a very popular um, company that makes breast pumps, and they make a pump called the Symphony. It's really super effective. I'm sure Amita makes one. I think Limerick is still out there making one. There, there are a lot of companies. We tend to go to the Medela uh, Symphony when it's a rentable pump. And so you wanna pump after as many feedings as possible during your waking hours. Because you also need to sleep, right? You're a new mom, you have this baby, your stress level is really high, you're struggling with your supply. We want you to be eating and drinking and resting and feeding and pumping, which is a full-time job. So we recommend that you don't pump in the night. If you're not awake, you should be sleeping and not pumping. But during the day when you're awake, if you can pump as often as possible. And we know power pumping is very effective. That means set up your pump. If you have five minutes, pop that pump on, pump for five minutes, put it aside. And then it's more effective to do frequent small pumpings than sitting down and saying, okay, I have 30 minutes right now, I'm gonna pump and do that twice a day. It's more effective. Again, we're not necessarily looking at the volume that you're transferring into this pump, but we're looking at the stimulation. So we want you to do those power pumps. And Nancy Moorbacher, who we've talked about before on our Midwife Mondays, is a great resource. She's a lactation consultant. You can find her on YouTube. And she does a whole series on power pumping. I'm pretty sure it's Nancy Moorbacher that talks about that. I've done lots of conferences on it. And it's really effective. So if you could just pump for five minutes, every you know hour that's great um, so that you don't feel burdened by sitting down and doing this big long pumping session but pumping after as many sessions as possible that's effective making sure you're drinking enough water if you were living in a developed country in the united states i am not that concerned about your diet just if you didn't get all your protein in today or all your fat in today it is not going to affect your milk supply in the general healthy population of a developed country um, you're not malnourished enough where it's going to have an impact on your supply. So don't worry about getting in your calories. Of course you should eat. That's going to keep your blood sugar stable. It's going to make you feel better. And good fats are important. But I, a lot of family members put a lot of pressure on that nursing mom about you have to eat, you have to eat, you have to eat. You're not eating enough, therefore you're not making enough milk. It doesn't really work that way. And what most of us already know is milk, like cow milk, does not make you make more human milk. 
We sometimes hear that from grandmas. Well, if you drink your milk, then you'll make more milk. That, that's just not a thing. So you don't need cow milk in order to make human milk. Um, but you need water. So we recommend two liters of water a day. So we want to make sure you're hydrated and that you're keeping your blood sugar stable so you feel better. But don't be too obsessed about those calories. Um, pumping after as many feedings as possible. And then putting, obviously putting the baby to the breast. Lots of skin to skin, even if the baby's not going to the breast, is really helpful because the brain says, oh, I have a baby. And we make oxytocin, right? That's that love hormone that causes the milk ducts to contract, which helps with what's called your milk ejection reflex, right? So you can make milk, but some women have a problem getting the milk out. That's an issue for our working mothers. When they return to work and they're using a pump full time, they suddenly realize like, I don't get anything from my pump. And it's because they're not making enough oxytocin. That's a separate issue. And we'll, we'll address that at another point on returning to work and maintaining your milk supply. So now you've done all those things and your milk supply is still feeling really low and what else can you do? So these other galactagogues, goat's rue is a number one galactagogue and you can buy that at any market on Amazon anywhere. Um, and it's not made from a goat. It's an herb, it is not an animal product. Goat's Rue, R-U-E. Really, really great for glandular tissue. Shadavaria, which is a, an herb. Um, moringa, which is a great superfood. Fenugreek, very popular. A lot of people know about fenugreek. Fennel. Um, thistle, blessed thistle. Those are all really good herbs to take. Um, you can buy mother's milk tea, you can get those bars, those mother's milk bars. So the same company that makes the tea makes these little nutrition bars that we were sampling here for a while. Um, there's another company that was just brought to my attention and I looked up the products and it sounds like it's a really, really great product and it's called Legendary Milk. Legendary Milk dot, Legendary, yeah, LegendaryMilk.com. Um, and it's spelled like legendary, like legendarymilk.com. And we can add a link below. And it's got some great products. The quality, I don't know where they source their herbs, so I can't speak on whether it's organic and well-sourced, but the ingredients are quite good. And um, so something like that. Uh, most private practice lactation consultants will have some of their own products that they sell from like... Um, um, Mother Love is one that we stock here, um, Herbs for Kids, uh, I'm forgetting all the different products out there, but More Milk Plus is a combination product. You can get it in capsules or tinctures, go through separate capsules or tinctures. Tinctures is a liquid. Um, Shadabaria, you can Google that and get it, it's really quite good. Like I said, Moringa is really good. And if you do these herbs and you still find that your supply is not adequate, and you've been pumping, and you're doing all the feedings at the breast with some kind of supplemental device, and we're still having an issue, then we say, well, let's look at one of these pharmaceuticals. There are some other things too. We also wanna make sure that we're running some blood work on mom, and we're making sure you have no retained, retained placental fragments. Are you consuming your placenta? We would say stop eating uh, dehydrated placenta because it is associated with decreased milk supply because we know that if you have a piece of retained placenta, it tells your body not to make milk. So we believe that if you're then ingesting your placenta, it's giving the same brain trigger to say potentially not to make milk. So we would want to take that out of the diet. Um, 
and uh, we want to make sure your thyroid is functioning well. If you have Hashimoto's or you have some diagnosed thyroid issue, we want to make sure that your thyroid medication is where it needs to be because that can have an impact on your supply. So we encourage you to be working with a lactation consultant and we're happy to refer out. You can always call us. We do in-office consultations. We do phone consultations. Um, we're hoping to soon add a virtual ability to call in and do some kind of Skyping or something for sort of telemedicine when it comes to our lactation consults so that we can help you 24-7. So that's my two bits on that. If you've had success with increasing your supply, please share below. We want to encourage our fellow breastfeeding people. Um, if one particular herb or brand worked for you, we would love to hear about that. Um, and we support whatever it is and we want you to feed your baby, right? So we know that sometimes putting a baby to the breast is not always the answer and we are not like crazy staunch breastfeeding people. I mean, we are, but we also support the choices you wanna make. We have some women in our practice that choose not to breastfeed and we support them in that. Um, some women that just will never make a full supply and so we support them in that and wanna be able to get you to a place where you can parent well and be available to your baby and feed them in the best way possible for your family. And it's, again, it's taking that whole body approach. There's no hard and fast rule for how it has to be done. And we wanna support you emotionally in what is the best way to make these things happen for you. So we want to support you in that. So please, encouraging stories below would be really great. There's no shaming here. Um, we just want to support how you go forward. You can also follow us on Instagram, on IGTV, on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel where we upload all these podcasts so you can watch them and share them. For those friends that aren't on Facebook, you can share it on YouTube, um, SoundCloud, and all those other things. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.